Do you need legal help at liquor store prices? Do you feel like you're going to lose a case because you can't afford an attorney? Did the court clerk tell you to go to self-help and you needed help understanding self-help? Or do you just want to know how to start a business or even a nonprofit? I have worked in the legal industry for over 20 years. I have a master's in business management and I have provided consulting services to numerous law firms, businesses, and nonprofits. My name is Camila Hakim, and I'm here to help you. Welcome to Liquor Store Legal. I'm Camila Hakim, affectionately nicknamed Liquor Store Legal, because I help people in the underserved community for the lowest price possible. So someone once said, where'd you get your help from? The liquor store? Now you can truthfully say, I got my help from Liquor Store Legal. Is that a liquor store bell I just heard? Must be time for legal hot topics. All over the news right now, The Blind Side. Remember that movie? Michael Orr, the kid that was taken in by the Tui family, is suing them. Well, there was a part in the movie, if you remember, there was a tear-jerking moment when they said, Michael, would you like to be part of our family? And Michael says, I thought I already was part of the family. And they were like, sign right here, kid. Well, they didn't exactly say that. And it didn't look sinister. I cried. I cried at the movie, okay? And, and I believed in this family. They were taking in this poor black kid that needed a home while he played football and that they knew was going to be a big, huge football star one day. And he thought he was going to be adopted but what he was really signing to was a conservatorship. Do you realize that when someone enters a conservatorship, it's usually related to a person that does not have the ability to take care of themselves, or they have some type of disability. Whatever it is, they need someone else to manage their affairs. If I believed the movie, and I did, I was invested. There was nothing wrong with Michael Orr. He was healthy, capacitated, had all his faculties. Why would he need to enter a conservatorship? Well, the Tui family says that was the only way. We wanted to adopt him, but he was too old to adopt, which was a lie, by the way, because in the state where they lived, it was still a time period where they could do a legal adoption. But that's a whole other issue. But their feeling was that they were advised by counsel that the only way to take care of Michael Orr's affairs was to enter a conservatorship. Keep in mind, Michael Orr thought this loving family was adopting him and he was taking care of the family. But he was really signing away all of his rights to his own life. We saw something similar happening with Britney Spears. Poor thing. I wasn't going to talk about Britney Spears. Uh, I'm not going to talk about her. 
I like you, Britney Spears. Ugh. Should she have stayed in that conservatorship? Okay, let me get off of that topic. But the blind side? Talk about getting blindsided. Let's see what happens with Michael Orr and the Tui family. In other news, Scooter Braun. Okay, turns out he's going to be a big-time CEO for HYBE, which is the same label that launched the BTS, the BTS group's career. They are, I think they're considered like a K-pop group. You know them. They're cute. They can dance. You know, I don't know about the music, but I'm old, so who knows? But they're very popular. And so now Scooter Braun is going to be the CEO of HYBE. What does that mean for SB Management, his management company? He discovered Justin Bieber. Remember that song? Baby, baby, baby. Oh, oh. Is Justin Bieber still going to be a part of SB Management? So I'm hearing that he's got a whole new team that he put together that is working on getting him out of the contract with SB Management. Scooter Braun also has uh, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, uh, Jay Balvin. These are some big names, okay? And why would Scooter Braun just walk away? from SB Management, this huge company that he built. He's hugely successful. Well, if you remember the controversy with Taylor Swift, she was mad. She was so mad at Scooter Braun because Scooter Braun had, was able to purchase her publishing. How did he do that? Well, he bought the company that owned her publishing. And then he didn't give her the opportunity to buy it back. Well, that's a whole other issue. But this is what he did. So you sell one company, you build up a bunch of equity, you got a lot of money, you've got a lot of power, prestige. And then he says, let me sell my parent company, Ithaca. Is that how they really pronounce it? I know it's spelled I-T-H-A-C-A, Ithaca. That's what it sounds like to me. So he sells his parent company. Ithaca is worth a lot of money. And remember, I said Ithaca is the parent company of what? SB Management. SB Management has your Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, and Jay Balvin. That's a lot of money and power. So when he sells Ithaca, he is rich. But don't cry for me, Argentina, because Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Jay Balvin, and Demi Lovato had shares in SB Management. So when Scooter Braun sold Ithaca, what does that mean? They are also rich. They are rich. Their kids' kids are rich. 
their heirs, to their kids, to the cousins, to the grandma, to the great-great-grandmama, they are always going to be rich. So why do we feel so bad for these artists? I, I think their legal teams did a great job negotiating, getting shares, because I know some black artists that don't get to negotiate shares like that. Anyway, congratulations on being a CEO, Scooter Braun. Good businessman. Uh, now, moving on to something less fun to talk about. It actually has me red hot mad. Another mass shooting. Now, I live in sunny California. This is a part of California, but it actually made worldwide news. Um, and this is the shooting in Orange County. This guy, John Snowling, ex-police officer for about 25 years in a county called Ventura County. He is upset with his estranged wife. She served him with divorce papers they're already separated. He moves to a different state. I want to say Idaho or Ohio, something with a O. And he moves away and he gets the divorce papers and he says, you know what? I'm mad. I'm going into a bar and I'm going to shoot up the place looking for my estranged wife. Now let's go back a little to our last episode when I told you guys how to get a restraining order, this would have been a good thing for John Snowling's estranged wife to have. By the way, how did he even find out that she was hanging out at a, a biker bar having dinner with her friend? How did he even know to leave from Ohio or Idaho or whatever that O is and then come to this biker bar to shoot up the place? disgusting. And police officers took him down after a standoff, but about three people were murdered in this whole thing. And the wife was actually shot in the face. I have no idea what those injuries look like. This is awful. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is, how do you, as a police officer, Come in, break the law, shoot a bunch of people. And then how does the police, how do the police respond to their own doing a mass shooting? Well, I'll tell you how they responded. They took him down. I just wish that had occurred before. He took so many people with him. Uh, don't even get me started about how I feel about this gun situation and the fact that we still haven't done anything effective about it because it can happen in a town near you. Okay, just food for thought, getting off my soapbox, but that's Legal Hot Topics. This episode is about how to get out of a contract. Well, the first thing that occurs to me is I want to know how to get out of the contract before I get in the contract. But I'm kind of special. Not everybody thinks nerdy the way that I do. But 
We all sign contracts every day. Us regular folk, we sign contracts like hotel agreements, credit card contracts, fitness center contracts. Everything requires a contract. But we just go into so many of these agreements blindly. So I'm going to give you a couple of key clauses to look out for before you can sign. And what you'll do is you'll just spot read and remember what liquor store legal taught you and say, ah, let me look for this before I sign. So one thing I want you to pay attention to is the length of the contract. When does it begin? When does it end? Easy enough. Look for a cancellation clause. How long do I have before I can get out of this long-term agreement? A cancellation clause. Sometimes they say things like, you must notify us in writing between 60 and 90 days, some crap like that, but it's usually all boilerplate. And you know that I must notify them in writing this fitness center that <clears throat> I'm not feeling well and <clears throat> I can't work out anymore because I'm not feeling good. And here's my doctor note, because there was a clause in the fitness agreement that said, if you're not feeling good, you can cancel this contract. So look for the length of the contract and your cancellation clause. What would put you in breach of this contract? Well, what is breach? Breach is when you didn't hold up your end of the agreement. So what could that be? Well, you were supposed to pay the fitness center $10 a month. Wouldn't you love to pay $10 a month again or $9.99? That's, that's my favorite price in the whole world for a monthly contract. But you didn't pay $10 a month for that fitness center agreement, so you might be in breach. You don't want to do that. So those are some key things that you want to look out for, just everyday contracts that we all sign. But since we were talking about celebrities, their contracts can be a little more complicated, kind of tricky, but there are some things that you can look out for to protect yourself. If you don't have a whole team of attorneys reviewing your agreements and pouring over it and negotiating on your behalf, like a Demi Lovato or Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber, they have whole teams reviewing their contracts. But if I'm just getting started in this business, what do I wanna look out for? Same thing as regular folk. What's the term of the agreement? You know what? I think it's time for a little bad bitch energy. I'm getting a little thirsty. Mm. Mm. It's not tequila, not this time, just water. Anyway, so if you don't have a whole team pouring over your contract, look for the same things. The term, when does it start? When does it end? Also, look for cancellation. 
how can I get out of this contract? But you probably wouldn't see the word cancellation. You would probably see a word like option. When does my option period come up? An option might be you have the option to stay in this contract a little longer than the term of the agreement. Let me use my good friend Silas White as an example. He's a high-powered manager in the entertainment business. Shout, shout out, Silas. I'm glad to know people in high places. Let me know. I can hook you up. Anyway, if you get into a management agreement with the smart, savvy Silas White, he might say, okay, kid, let's see what you got. Let's see what your talent is. All right, I'll invest a little money and time in you for about a year. And then at the end of the option, I can decide, you know what? It didn't work out. You didn't sell any records. You didn't make any movies. You didn't do any shows on Broadway. We need to part ways and maybe you need to seek management somewhere else. Or let's say you blow up, you blow up the spot. You sell a bunch of records or streaming and likes and downloads. And Silas says, please, please stay on my roster. Please, you're, you're amazing. And you say, Mr. White, I have an option. I have an option to go somewhere else. And then Mr. White, this big time manager says to you, what do you want? How much money? do we need? What changes do we need to make in this contract? So that might be how the negotiations go when you're discussing an option. But there are some really critical things that you need to look out for. Words like in perpetuity. That means forever. If I hear in perpetuity, honk the horn, raise the red flag, blow smoke signals, whatever you need to do. If you see in perpetuity, no, 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 you don't, you don't want to sign that. Okay, so that's a key word to look out for during your option. I don't want to be in a contract with you forever. Okay, moving on. Mechanical rights. This is a big deal, especially for you uh, up-and-coming musicians, singers, rappers. This clause explains how long, when, where, what platform they have the right to use your recordings and distribute them. So if it says in perpetuity, I can distribute your music. You might not like that if you want to explore other waters. What, what if you decide, you know what, I just want to retire and live off of the proceeds of my music. You don't want them to get 100% of your mechanical rights forever. Also, let's look into intellectual property. What is intellectual property? Your likeness, the actual product you're selling, your music, your vocals, your lyrics, your uh, 
acting, your image, whatever it is that you're selling, that, that's your IP. That's all a part of your intellectual property rights. So you want to be careful who you give those rights to and for how much. Another big one, royalties. I used to be in a group in the late 80s and 90s called royalty, but that's not what that means. When we're talking about royalties, we're talking about points, percentages. This is how much money can I make on the streaming, on those downloads, every time somebody likes my music. This is what a royalty is. If you're only getting 10% of the royalties, maybe you're going to be broke at the end of the day. If you sell as many records as Mariah Carey, she went diamond at one point. I think she's still the highest. I don't know. I have to fact check that. But let's just use Mariah Carey. Maybe Mariah Carey doesn't care that she only has 10% of her royalties because that's how much money she has made all around the world. But for us little folks that maybe I only got 15 minutes of fame, that percentage might be really <laughs> critical for me. You also have to evaluate, do I want to give 50% of my royalties? Because otherwise I would never have this opportunity. Going back to the example with Scooter Braun, he discovered Justin Bieber. Okay, so when he discovered Justin Bieber, he was just a kid from Canada. He didn't have very much to lose. So maybe he would negotiate giving Scooter Braun a higher percentage of his royalties because he just wanted that opportunity for his music to become known and streamed worldwide. So that's how you evaluate for yourself. Is it worth it to give up that much of your IP, your royalties, publishing, which is a conversation for another day, very complicated, but publishing is a, a big one. And my favorite of all to discuss is a contract of adhesion. Adhesion means unconscionable, a one-sided contract. And back in the 90s, late 90s, I would say, I heard about groups like TLC and a, a group called 112 from back in my day. I used to love that music. No more chasing waterfall. Oh, I need my bad bitch energy. Oh. But I love that song. But they explained it really well that they were in unconscionable contracts, one-sided, where it only benefited either the company, the production, the label, the manager. manager. They're the ones that made all of the money. And the poor artists made a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. 
and they had to split it four ways and five ways and six ways amongst their group members, deciding, depending on how big the group is. And they could barely buy groceries, or they could barely pay for their Mercedes or their Rolls Royce or now a Tesla. You don't want that to happen. I want you to be able to afford to pay the note on your Tesla. So all of you up and coming artists that are reading contracts and trying to figure out whether I should get into this deal or not, before you do it, always figure, before you get into the contract, how do I get out of the contract? And above all, if you decide okay, I'm just going to sign because I want the opportunity, at least at a very minimum, you know what it is that you're getting into, okay? And I just want to wish all you up-and-coming artists the best of luck with your careers as you think about coming to Hollywood, California, and getting your star on the Walk of Fame. By the way, I don't know why people want that. It's so dirty down there. And they have characters dressed up like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, and it's dirty. And COVID is still around, by the way. Anyway, good luck to you. And if you want to know more about how to get out of a contract or negotiate a contract and you need help with those documents and preparing them and, and getting them out to those big moguls in the business, don't forget to contact liquorstorelegal at gmail.com and shout out to my executive producer, Kisa Hakim, who is also big time in the business, managing people, writing music, winning Grammys. Shout out, because that's my executive producer. Shout out to SCV Studios and my makeup person, Tyler Ridgel. Thank you so much. And stylist, I appreciate you so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, click the link in the bio. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Spotify. You can find me and listen to me on your ride to work or on your ride home. Please remember, I'm here to help you.